0: Welcome to Writers on the Beat, where crime writers meet crime fighters. I'm your host, Gavin Reese, and I'm proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Unlike the vast majority of my interviews, this episode was recorded in person at the 2019 Thriller Fest conference at New York City's Grand Hyatt at Grand Central Station. Enjoy. And coming back to you live from ThrillerFest, Fest, uh, or live for now, you guys won't hear this live, but uh, sitting with uh, Joe Clifford. Uh, After spending the 1990s as a homeless heroin addict in San Francisco, Joe Clifford got off the streets and turned his life around. He earned his MFA from Florida International University in 2008 before returning to the Bay Area where he currently lives with his wife and two sons. His autobiographical novel, Junkie Love, chronicles his battle with drugs and was published by Battered Suitcase in 2010. Joe's latest book... Is the fifth in his current series called Rag and Bone, and we're incredibly uh, grateful that you've decided to come in and, and spend some time with the show, even if you you were leveraged by Pam to be here.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, I, yeah, Pam Pam told me I had to be here. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> like I teach you, like you show up. All right, I'll
0: be there. Yeah, okay. yeah, she, she carries a lot of weight, man. You know, she's she's hitting way outside her weight class. You
1: no, know, she Pam Stack has been one of my biggest advocates uh, from day one. Uh and she's a dear friend. Uh I love her deeply and she's uh she's she's been uh, just an advocate since since I started riding. and so anything Pam wants me to do, if she wants me to murder I'll I'll do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's t- time to get the shovel. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. she.
1: Yeah, if Pam wants me to kill somebody. There's gonna be a damn good reason she wants me to kill somebody. And I'd, I'd have to do it for her.
0: Yeah. No, that's it's. I think you have to have those kind of friends in life. You know, the ones that are gonna show up, no questions asked, and, and help you with whatever's needed. Yeah. You know, so she,
1: she's she's so I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to miss her this time, but uh, I'll, yeah, I hope I hope to get you about your Connor, or, or uh, you know somewhere else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, from, from my background is working as a, as a cop and especially working in, in the time that I spent in narcotics, like I am absolutely just totally amazed with your story, man. And the, the turnaround that you made in your life to get from where you were to where you are is absolutely
1: phenomenal. You know, it you know always amazes me, seriously. Every time I sit down with someone who used to be a cop or something, like, yeah. here where we're sitting here, right? Like, you just give me some macaroons. Very kind <laughs> of you. Like, yeah. like, 10, 15 years ago, like, you very well could have been slamming me against a car, and rightly so, because I was a criminal doing bad things. But it's always like, and then we... And now here we are we're just people this, yeah, yeah people but yeah. It's, it's it's weird because you know you, you live that way and you're on the other side of the line i was telling a story last week and and uh, we had a, we have some house guests at our house from, from france and uh i was upstairs doing something and and, and and they were downstairs in our guest room and they came upstairs and you know with the french i i'm not going to do but they were <laughs> like uh, uh police just came to your, your window because uh the you know they they walked up and they were like they wanted to make sure everything was all right. They said we're not used to seeing this window open on this house, and I was like that's fucking awesome. Wow, like, yeah. Cops know my like <laughs> I live in a neighborhood now where the cops know my house well enough to know like hey that doesn't look right. Now yeah. ten fifteen years ago I'd be like man they're violating my rights, but now I have property value. I have investments. I I want I you know like I want my kids to go to college. I got a five twenty nine. Like yeah. I, yeah. So yeah. though your whole perspective changes. I still write about that world and that yeah. world's still dear to me, but yes, yeah. now I, I belong to a country club and I want the cops to know what my house looks like. Cause when I go on vacation, I don't want to be stealing my shit. People yeah. like I used to be, yeah. people well, like I used to be coming around, stealing my stuff. Now I want those people prosecuted.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, right? Like we, I, I have tremendous, tremendous empathy for people who find themselves in the throes of addiction and. I, I'm, I'm pretty much a civil libertarian, right? I, I think personally that whatever someone wants to do to themselves in the privacy of their own home, they have a right to do it. I don't have a right to stop them. But at the same time, I also believe that the guy who's supplying them with things like heroin and fentanyl that are going to destroy their life and their family's life. I, I kind of want to string that guy up, man. Um, and for the, the way that people end up having to live because of uh you know some some decisions and maybe some biochemistry and some other factors like uh, aside from maybe just a couple different decision points and a little bit of genes i could have been you you could have been me and you know i think that that gets lost you know we're 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 people who are all fallible and all trying to to make a go of this thing and there is so little difference between us, but
1: there can be such a different outcome. Well, that's the line right from the Departed. You know, cops are criminal when you're staring down a gun with different. <laughs> bodies, right? No, you know it's funny. I mean, I joke about this stuff because, you know, I just I tend to, to laugh about the ten years I spent. Well, you can laugh or you can cry, right? Right, you know? and I mean, it was ten years I spent. Uh, <laughs> you know, and looking back, you wish know, you could do this different or that different than you get out and you my mom died, my brother died, like, it was just oh, it was sort of that stuff. No, I mean, it's just that's how life goes. But, uh, you know, it's funny, you say the thing about the the, the, uh, the guys supplying because even that like, my best friends in that time, mm-hmm. like, guys like Bluehead. <laughs> He got his name Bluehead, by the way, not because of dealing drugs, because he had a bad haircut when he was a kid. Okay, they called him Bluehead, which sort of predetermined his life. It's a deal, right because what do you do with a name like Bluehead? But he was one of the sweetest, nicest yeah. guys. He was technically my dealer, right? right? But when you say like people supplying, well, drug addicts need the drugs, yeah. so somebody's got to supply them. Yeah, and it's a yeah. weird, you know, if you go far enough, far enough back, you know, maybe you get to the Pablo Escobar, those yeah. kind of guys, right? Yeah, but like your average street dealer, yeah. Um, most of those are nice, really nice guys. They're guys yeah. who also They're have habits, addicts right? Addicts themselves, and yeah. they have to support their habits. Yeah. So, and you know, Gluehead was a very bad uh, dealer because he would just basically give you drugs, like if you didn't have money. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're like, ah, oh, geez, you know, yeah. kid, I'm, you know, good friend, bad I'm, dealer. I'm sorry, yeah. man, yeah. great friend, not yeah. the greatest dealer, but uh, yeah. really sweet guy. Played played on my record. He played keyboards um, uh, in my band back in, in back in the day. But no, I mean, those are some of the best friends I ever made. You know, there's a guy Tom Pitts, who um, another one of, of Pam's uh, disciples. Um, Who I met, we were junkies together living in a house called Hepatitis Heights and we were both, you know, skid row, like just ready to die. And when I got out, I looked him up and it turned out that he'd gotten out as well. And uh, I was working for a magazine uh, and I got him to submit some stuff. And so like, we're both writers now, both published by the same house, uh, down and out, Uh, both have books out. So um, people do get out of that life and people do turn around. Uh, The the thing is, is that when you're living that way, um, you are doing bad stuff. Like we Mm. You know, we'd steal money. We, you know, I'd write bad checks and like, um, you do bad things to support your habit, and you may have a really good reason, right? Like, right. I mean, your reason's great. Like, I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm I'm, drugs. I, yeah, I, and, I'm starving
0: to death. I'm, right, yeah. and
1: in your mind, that's yeah. that's good enough. In, in uh, but yeah, but you also have to have laws enacting. You know, so I guess I'm, I'm you're kind of pleading my case not I'm pleading your case, but yeah, I understand yeah. like the perspective. of like you can't have people going around stealing shit. Like it's right. just, it's not, yeah. it's not good. So no. uh, yeah. So you have these lines and divide. And then, and then later on you, you look back and I guess everybody kind of laughs about it.
0: Well, you know, that, that's the thing that was always, always so hard for me. Right. Like, um, as, as, as a cop, one of the things that I really desperately wanted to be able to do was to help make these guys arrest their last arrest. You know, um, and, you know, I, I, very, very naively didn't understand addiction at the time that, 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 I got started in the business. Um, but you know, I really wanted to try to help these guys get off the streets, get, get their life back, help, you know, reconnect with their family, do all this stuff. And so I, you know, I got, I got lied to a lot. <laughs> I fell for a lot of shit, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's sort of what addicts do. Uh,
0: yeah. You, you know, know you, can,
1: you can tell they're lying when their mouths are moving um,
0: it, yeah you know but uh, it was uh it was a, a a real real education in in humanity and um you know in uh in in trying to do you know what you could for for the people who well, are in also look it out, you know? from
1: like the position of, of like a relatively sane person like and you're like well dude stop doing drugs like but when you're in that life yeah. You were so immersed. Like it's not just doing the drug. Like you can't even think about getting off drugs till you get some drugs, right? Because like you're just a mess Um, and it requires every ounce of strength you know i remember being in rehab and the guy uh, one of the counselors you know in a group lots of groups in rehab and we yeah. had a lot of rehab so um <laughs> but the guy was like you know how when you're you're strung out and you're sick you'll walk like 15 miles in the snow we're all like yeah fuck yeah and like you'll go with no shoes like to the house well, like hell yeah and, like well that's what you gotta do to get sober we're like fuck that <laughs> like, no way <laughs> but he was right that's yeah. what you have to do you have to yeah. be, and, and and the truth is, is like i spent 10 years like in, and i had to take 10 years digging out yeah um and, and, and I did it and guys like Tom did it and guys like my brother couldn't do it and, no, and sorry, it's it's it's, yeah, it's it's what it is right I mean it's, it's it's a really once you get you know you can play around with drugs on the weekend you do this and a lot of people do that and they stop but once you cross a certain line mm-hmm. like that's it, man. You're just yeah. you're not getting out. I mean, it's something like you know the the relapse rate of, of heroin addicts is, is like ninety nine percent. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's horrible. It's it's pretty they're pretty bad odds. But you, yeah. know, you get older, and you find new ways. You know, I, there's other things I substitute. You know, I substitute golf. I'm a golf addict now, right? And yeah. So, like, I'm like, <laughs> Guys, I like, suck your Duke for round golf. No, I have to. We have to go. Like, I really want to play golf. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll call yeah. my buddies. Like, come yeah. on, I need a round. Like, and it's the same thing. It comes from yeah. the same part of you that needs you know so you don't really get rid of habits you substitute them and um and I tried to when I got off the streets what I substituted really was uh was was school that, that that's what wow. I did it and I was fanatical about going to school I was you know the dean's list honor society straight A's like because it was the same thing like I'd, yeah. I'd turn my paper I'd get their feedback and it was the same reaction and it would fill that part of you but I I'm not sure that part ever really goes away whatever that thing is inside of you mm-hmm. um that needs so much cuz I don't think everyone has it but it, it really is an addict thing you know the piece of shit the center of the universe like it's it's all about me and i'm not worth it <laughs> i'm yeah. not worthy and it's yeah. all about me yeah uh, and they all see It's see so ironic it.
0: yeah it's also yeah.
1: kind of a lot of a lot of writers have that same thing which I, yeah. you find a lot of writers who have backgrounds in addiction uh, yeah. which is you know what else are you gonna do <laughs> you know,
0: yeah like- yeah you gotta turn turn this into something productive man yeah. you know and i i would expect then that you know writing something that is that is so close to home at least you know uh, home to your past and your past experiences that um for me when like I'm writing my crime series that um my detective character is doing something that that I've done or had to do or 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 done to me like those scenes are always I mean they're very authentic very genuine they come across that way but they're also for me sometimes very tough to write and um one of the scenes in particular like it, it was it was a little bit tough for me to write and then when I got the audiobook version back from the publisher like I it it even hearing someone else say it like brought tears to my eyes. It was it was surprisingly tough, and um, you know it's it's something that I, I still kind of struggle with a little bit in putting that much of my soul out to people for for yeah. criticism.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, what else you can do, right? You you, yeah. you got to either do it right or not do it at all, um, and so that's sort of what we sign up for as writers, uh, because I think I think readers know when you're holding something back, which makes the job you know of a writer tougher and also like you know who's going to read it how many people are going to read it what kind of criticism you going to get the (laughs) amount of effort you put in for the amount of payback is kind of it's kind (laughs) of a really shitty exchange it is (laughs) but it's it's what you got to do you know so no i I tend to write uh, from the perspective of the straight guy um looking into the world of of the drugs Uh, the, the jay porter series uh concerned um a guy who was a, more of a conventional sort of addict, and, and he drank a lot, smoked a lot. But he couldn't understand why people would do drugs. You know, like, yeah. well, what are you doing drugs for? Just get drunk every night. Um, so, you know, it's, that's I used yeah. to get that a lot when I was an addict. Like, man, you should stop doing heroin. You should just smoke pot and drink beer. And I'm like, what do you do? I smoke pot and drink beer. <laughs> like, so it's okay if I do the drugs you do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I like looking into that that world from that perspective. But a lot of you know, the Jay Porter series was really there were the conversations I wanted to have with my brother. My brother passed away in November of, of 17, and. Uh, and in the in the books, Jay and Chris Porter are the two are the two brothers. And my brother and I, uh, Josh, uh, conflated those roles most of our lives. He was the good guy. I was the bad guy. He was the bad guy. You know, we go back and forth. Um, and and it was almost like we one needed one to be the other. That's how we defined ourselves. So when he was a superstar, I was the fuck up, and when I, he was the fuck up, I was you know doing really well in school. Um, but yeah, you know these books are living. You know the conversations you're having with your audience, the conversations you're having with the people in your life, the conversations you're having with you. There was a really cool, sim, um, you know, sort of a, a moment of, of, of serendipity, or you know, where everything kind of you know, cohesion came together. Where my brother died, and he left me a letter. And in the Jay Porter book, I needed a letter from his brother, and I got to use wow. the letter my brother left me. And but that was that that was brutal. I mean, that was. Yeah. I and mean, every time I read that, I. I'd fall my eyes up. But like, I felt yeah. like that was in one way, you know, it, you're treading the line between exploiting and honoring. Yeah. But to me, like this keeps my brother alive, yeah. you know, and, 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 and that made me feel good, you know, because in, in the books, um, you know, that's, that's the relationship Jay and Chris have, uh, you know, so, you know, people, people don't really, you know, go as long as you kind of keep them there. And, and, yeah. and I, I'm not ready to let him go. I don't think I'll ever let him go. So, yeah. you know, he's stuck. <laughs>
0: So it, at this point in your in your writing career, what if you can you know jump in the wayback machine? What what advice do you give aspiring author Joe Clifford that well, you know today? <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Stay you in school, me? man. Give me, don't
1: fucking be a rat, man. Oh, that's no way. Do something else. Do anything else. Go get a job that makes money. No, yeah. I man. This is like you know you just you know it's a Hemingway line, right? Just sitting down, tyburn right and bleeding. Yeah, and the amount yeah. of the amount of effort. I put into writing versus the <laughs> the little bit I get back. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. I could have done anything else. I could have been a yeah. fucking fisherman or something. I could have. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. To put this much, this much of your soul, this much heart, this much effort and passion yeah. into yeah. something like, yeah. you know, like I, thirty-six dollar I, fucking yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even worth driving to the bank, like you know. Last, thank my, God for mobile deposit. My, you
1: know? my, my last realty check, like two two times ago, was like minus one hundred sixty seven dollars. I'm like, how the fuck do I? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm in the negative. <laughs> and I and I wrote my my agent. I'm like, I was like, what the hell? And they're like, well, let's check the books again. And they send me a check for twenty two dollars. Like, <laughs> I just put it on the fridge. I didn't even cash it. I'm only like, yeah. gonna do twenty two dollars. I mean, there's yeah. a time I used to do a lot for twenty two dollars, yeah. but now it's like fucking twenty two dollars. Um, but you know, advances and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 just it's a weird business. I mean, you, you do this because you have to do it. You do yeah. it because you love it. And I'm really fortunate. I could do this for a living. Um, it just takes a lot of you know you're pulling money from here and you're pulling money from there and you you know you're it's not unlike being a junkie really you're sort yeah. of you yeah, borrow you're from hustling. your your payback paul and yeah. yeah and i think that's yeah. part, part of the reason um i i, I went into this cuz yeah you, you know you're shuffling things and you know, you got audio book. then you get some royalties from that or then you're doing some teaching gigs you're teaching at this whatever you know piano yeah. conference whatever tax write offs mostly tax write offs always yeah. stay alive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, if the tax code changes again, we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I owe fucking $14,000 this year. I think of a bitch. Yeah, thanks, thanks <laughs> Trump. It's paying it back $22 <laughs> at <Yeah>. a time. <laughs> How do I owe $14,000? I <laughs> don't make any money. How do I owe $14,000? I owe more yeah. than GE.
0: Yeah, this is impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah you got to pay for those uh, those banking subsidies oh, somehow. There you go. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You those poor bankers. Yeah, scrappy, <laughs> <yeah>. struggling <laughs> bankers pulling themselves up by the bootstraps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> somebody's got to yeah thank you thank god we got them yeah so when when you started working on decided you know intentionally you wanted to write you wanted to 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 become a creative writer um, how did you go about studying the uh, the the process
1: the craft obviously you know i have the the, the mfa um, that was huge yeah my master's was was i'm just somebody who i I could never see the causality of writing. Mm -hmm. I could do scene after scene after scene, you know, the Pulp Fiction thing, which is a terrible example for Pulp Fiction. actually has a a tremendous cohesion, but on the surface, it looks like, Oh, it's just a couple of scenes. And I think that's what writers like doing that. Like these just quirky little scenes, but nobody gives a shit about your quirky dialogue. Nobody gives a shit. People read, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. That's how you invest. So they don't give a shit how good your prose. I mean, if you have nice prose, that's like, you know, it's icing, that's great. Yeah. But they read for the story. Um, and I didn't see that. I couldn't understand causality. Um, you know, that this happens, so this happens as opposed to this happens, and then this happens. So I had a lot of people talking in diners with, with clever dialogue, and, and of course <laughs> I didn't get published. But the master, my masters, um, in particular, Lynn Barrett was my thesis advisor. She's the one who, who hammered it through my head. Uh, you know, this idea that, that things have to happen. And so once I began writing that way, um, you know, I, mystery... Well, that's the other thing. Florida International is a school that encourages you to write genre because you make money. Mm-hmm. But mystery also, you know, that's that's just what we do. We we write for the story, um, and if you're going to have big story above sentence, like that's what you do. I mean, I like that both. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of. I spend, yeah. you know I agonize over senses that people probably you know they're not going to care, <laughs> but I, I really like just the cadence of language, yes. the rhythm of language, yeah. and I you know musician and all that stuff. But um, the first thing you get down is the story because you know, that's that's what people are reading. Yeah.
0: Now, what, uh, like you mentioned being a, a musician. I meet very few creatives who are one-trick ponies. Almost everybody is a writer and a painter, a writer and a
1: musician, a writer yeah, and someone else. Everything doesn't give you a paycheck, yeah. Yeah. Much <laughs> of skills. <laughs> Back are, to the hustling. Yeah, yeah. right. Much yeah. of skills aren't going to get you any money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. You couldn't have like, no, I'm, a, I'm a writer and I'm an engineer. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, very few of those. No,
1: yeah. yeah, all the arts. And, and I think if you can do one, you can generally do the other ones because it's, it's – you know, it's just changing your medium, right? I mean, it's, it's all sort of your, you know, you take in this world, you filter it through your artistic lens and you put it back out. I mean, I went to writing because that seemed to be the area I could, I didn't plan; I didn't think books would ever get published. I figured, but I right. could do some writing, you know, technical writing, or whatever, and I have a job and all that yeah. shit, which just which didn't work out because I, I can't do a job like a nine to five that I couldn't do it. But, um, it, it just so having the writing worked out, uh, but yeah, I mean, if I had my first choice it definitely be musician's probably my yeah. least well, my least of my talent is <laughs> but I love playing but know. the most passion. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I love yeah. you know writing and, yeah. and piano and guitar and singing and I have a chance to do some shows and it's, it's just it's great and it makes me happy. Uh, but I mean writing's a job, man. You, you yeah. sit down and some days it doesn't work and some days it it finally starts clicking and you're like, "Oh god, thank god." But every time I write a book, right? It's the same thing like yeah. This is a book. This is awful. Who yeah. no one wants to read this?
0: Yeah, I, I have this horrible emotional roller coaster that's become very predictable. Right, like I write this thing up at the beginning of this. This is going to be great. This is going to be such a great story. And about two thirds of the way through, this is the biggest piece of shit anybody's yeah. ever read. This. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Now, yeah. now we're back again. You know, yeah. and um, it's a very. I think it's
1: a very. Common path. I yeah. think I think most writers, you know, they, they might they might hit the I'm a piece of shit sooner. <laughs> and they might hit like this is great a little later, but yeah. we all do that. Um, yeah. And somehow at the end, you have a book. And yeah. it's, it's it's pretty amazing. But I think you know, it's almost like you know who you are defines who you're going to be. We're talking about Bluehead, right? He's destined right. to be destined to be a drug dealer. Well, I mean, you know, you're destined to be a writer because this is you know you're just one of those people, right? Like yeah. you, that's yeah, what you that do. Intrinsic need, yeah. yeah. You, you, whatever it is, like. You, this guy is not going to be like a uh, secretary of state. That's just not <laughs> happening. Right? Like, you know, so yeah. um, and then all paths lead you where you're supposed to go if you believe in right. that sort of thing. And yeah. I, I guess I do. Um, and so yeah, I'm a writer, you're a writer, and, and uh, you know, for better or worse. And yeah. There's always the hope, right? That's a yeah. nice thing, right? Like, yeah. you always get that phone call, I mean, my phone's not ringing now, but it could ring later. Like, right. Hey, yeah. hey by the way, we want to give you a bazillion dollars because yeah. you're a genius. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. But until that moment happens. Right. Ma, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am with somebody. Yeah. See that yeah. dad. Yeah. You somebody. son of a bitch. <laughs> you I'm never should have doubted too. me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I told yeah. you I had a heart. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and to, to that end, like, you know, most, uh, most every writer that I know, um, it, almost all of them with, a, a Very few exceptions are also pretty ferocious readers, and um, especially in in, you know, thrill and mystery suspense genre, I, I would expect whether it's you know, in TV books or film that you would probably have to have a favorite fictional investigator, or cop, or PI, or revenge artist somebody that you routinely like to read, or at least are favoring right now.
1: I can tell you who my dream girl is Amy Dunn. I mean, if i could pick really i mean she's fucking that is i mean i read that character i'm like jesus that's that's the one i want to marry because um i have intense self-loathing right yeah and, and i just know she would just just destroy me just devour me and i have this weird thing where like i want a woman like so amy Dunne, uh, uh it, but she's not next you know investigated she's kind of probably a bad person but um god i loved her uh yeah. as far as the detectives go i mean you know i started with with Marlowe. i think like everybody did um mm-hmm. uh, later on uh you know, I find the, the I like the amateur investigator best. Yeah. Um, just because I want a reason beyond a paycheck that, that they're looking into something. So I've got kind of a personal investments. All my characters yeah. all my books tend to involve the you know, the amateur PI. Uh, my favorite authors right now are all women. Uh, I'm looking at Kate Hallighan's book here, yeah. which is I just read like the first fucking page, which is just genius. I mean if that book doesn't blow up like
0: Yeah, she's she's amazing.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, Wendy Walker, uh, Jennifer Hilliard, who I just saw on a panel, another, uh, Paula Hawkins, um, Emily Emily, uh, Carpenter, Shannon Kirk. These are all like, they're my heroes. Like, and I I think I neglected reading women authors for so long that once I started reading, I'm like, that's all I read now. Yeah, playing catch up. Yeah, yeah, and and so all my, you know, I really love the domestic psychological thriller. I, there's just something they bring to the game that. I find, uh, you know, men are lacking, or men are just getting tired of like, oh, here's another tough guy, PI who yeah. you know drinks all the time. And, and I also have a PI who drinks all the time. Like he's, <laughs> he's very sad. So it's different and it's cold it different. where he yeah. is. <laughs> So, <laughs> and everything's on fire on the
0: covers <laughs> Every, it's all fire
1: all, everything's on fire <laughs> it represents his, intern, his internal life which is also on fire yeah uh yeah no i mean you, you write what interests you know the work, book i'm working on now and i'm right i was trying like i'm gonna write a guy who's kind of normal regular guy and it wasn't until i got to the part where the guy is a little weird that i began to, like ah this i like yeah. and that's just yeah. who i am which one of the knocks i always get is like god your characters are so unlikable but but the trade-off is is like um i don't like writing regular people like maybe yeah. I'm unlikable. I don't know. I mean, I don't have any friends. So I guess, I guess by definition, I would be unlikable. No, but I mean, I, I don't find, I don't find like, like the guys, like the regular guys who work the regular jobs and do their regular thing. Like I great, but like, I'm not hanging out with you, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like it's, I'm just not, we, just, we have nothing in common. Yeah. Like I always, I gravitate to the weirdos, you know, the outcasts, you know, the marginalized, that's those, those the are characters. That, yeah. Those are the people yeah. that interest me. So I want to write about that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I do get you do get some brushback from like, God, you know your character's kind of a jerk. And I'm like, well, most people I know, most of the interesting ones are kind of got a little jerkiness to them. And the ones who are really, you know, like what you see is what you get, and they're really like, they're either secret jerks, yeah, or not friends with
0: them. Yeah. Do you want to read a book about Boy Scouts? Yeah. Right. That you know, Dudley Two Right. We love
1: each other very much, if nothing went wrong, does not make for great fiction. So no. uh, but I also realized I'm sure you realize is the more you write, is no matter what you write, people are gonna bitch. Like, <laughs> like they're gonna complain yeah. no matter yeah. what. Like, yeah. oh you write oh you write a character oh wow, you write guy, that guy. Yeah. Why are you why you write about that? Well oh, that guy's gonna so uh, can't I, make anyone happy.
0: No, I, I released a, a, a free uh, reader magnet that was digital only. It's only ebook. A guy gave me a one-star review and bitched about how many trees had to
1: burn down to make this book possible. I'm like, it <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, doesn't favorite. matter. Oh, I mean, love the one-star yeah. reviews. got like, yeah. my favorite one I just got from Junkie Love: "A woman stopped reading because I referred to women as having big titties," <laughs> which is just great. Uh, like, this here's a guy shooting heroin in his neck, and like, just but, like that—that's that's where you yeah. tap out. On yeah. the big titties. Yeah. But All right,
0: yeah, this. that that's what the problem was. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I still yeah. I quote the thing like. What a joke this guy's yes. a
0: joke <laughs> so one of the one of the last questions uh, out of respect for your time um, not because I, I couldn't keep talking to you forever man but uh, one of the last questions I always ask all the authors on the show um, based on that last question yeah. uh, God forbid it should come to pass Joe but if you were to wake up tomorrow and find yourself murdered yeah. what fictional investigator assassin or revenge artist would you want
1: work in your case uh, can I flip that over and just say I hope Amy Dunn is the one who gets yes yes <laughs> <All right. laughs> I can think of no better way to go than to die They have to make me done.
0: Peace be with you. Right. <laughs> I greatly appreciate you coming down, Joe. Uh, it was fantastic to meet you in person, man, and I, I wish you all the best. Oh, my
1: pleasure. Was fantastic. Man. All right. And, uh, we'll do it again soon.
0: I, I hope so, man. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Writers on the Beat, where crime writers meet crime fighters, a copyrighted broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Gavin Reese, and this episode's guest has been critically acclaimed and wildly successful author Joe Clifford. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Be safe out there.